0: i Laurie Cardoza-Moore, and this is Focus on Israel. Hello, and thank you for joining me today on Focus on Israel. My name is Lori Cardozo moore a wife and proud mother of five wonderful children. Like most Americans, I began to ask a lot of questions about what happened to our country following 9-11. As I read and talked to experts, the issues of radical Islam and the attacks on America and Israel became extremely personal to me. In response, I founded Proclaiming Justice to the Nations a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating and sharing the message of Christian biblical responsibility to the people and land of Israel against the rise of a new anti-Semitism. In this series, Focus on Israel, I wanted to share with you what I've learned through my research and meetings with experts in their respective fields. The mission of this series and PJTN is to educate and equip you so that you can share this information with your family and friends. We'll present information you'll not see in the mainstream media. With your financial support, we can reach Christians around the world with our message to stand against the growing threat of anti-Semitism and anti-Israel propaganda. After studying the scriptures, I realized that God had not forsaken his covenant with his people, Israel. Unfortunately, There is a growing trend in Christianity to spread an age-old false doctrine and tradition called replacement theology. This heretical doctrine suggests that because the Jews denied Christ, the covenant promises given to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and their descendants now belong to the church. That is why, during the Holocaust, many Christians turned a blind eye to the Nazi death camps. Many felt justified in their passive and active involvement because they believed the Jews were the Christ killers. For this reason, we must learn and spread the truth. It is so very important that at this critical time in history, we must turn our focus on Israel. Now, if you've missed any of our past programs, you still have a chance to review our most recent ones on the PJTN website. I also highly recommend that you purchase the DVDs of our past programs, as most are no longer in the online archive. Every lesson covers a specific topic and each contains a wealth of information. Plus, each features interviews with numerous experts, including theologians, rabbis, pastors, political leaders, historians, and prominent archeologists, many of them from Israel. Each program makes a great group study source to share with your family, friends, home group, or church. So please consider how you can make a difference and spread the word. Today we're going to be looking into the moral equivalence that the state of Israel endures through the press and other media. On our last show, Michael Medved delved into the many lies and distortions in the Hollywood film Munich. Michael is a radio host, an author, political commentator, and film critic. He is a Yale Law School graduate, and his popular radio show, The Michael Medved Show, airs throughout the U.S.
1: on Salem Radio. They have Golda Meir saying, and you've all heard this, uh, sometimes it becomes necessary uh, for any civilization to negotiate compromises with its own values. You've heard that? Everybody's heard that? She never said that. It's completely invented by Tony Kushner. How do we know that she never said that? Well, first of all, the historical records are pretty clear, but also because Golda Meir did not believe that striking back at Palestinian terrorists was a compromise with civilized values. It was upholding civilized values because the purpose of that striking back, again, was not this bloodlust as it's portrayed in the film, It was protection, and that brings us to the third area. The movie very clearly questions the idea of using military force to protect ourselves against terrorist violence. The whole idea of a response to response didn't solve anything. This line about the cycle of violence is, again, a moral equivalency line, and it totally ignores some of the facts on the ground. John Adams... One of my favorite American role models, in his defense in the Boston massacre trial, said something. People think Reagan said this. Reagan was quoting John Adams. John Adams said, Facts are stubborn things. And let me give you one fact that is a very stubborn thing and very relevant here. In 2002, there were 452 Israelis who died in Palestinian terror attacks in one year. That was the height of the so-called intifada. Prime Minister Sharon uh, ordered a response to the intifada. The response was aggressive. Israel targeted the leaders of Hamas and Sheikh uh, Ahmed Yassin and Dr. Abdel uh, Abdelaziz Al-Rentizi had the opportunity to meet Allah. Um, And they killed many of the leaders, the top leaders of Hamas. And they reoccupied big sections of the disputed territories. The result has been 452 dead Israelis in 2002. How many dead Israelis in 2005? Anybody know? 45. In other words, terror casualties on the Israeli side went down 90%. How about on the Palestinian side? Terror casualties went down 75% because with less terror attacks on Israel, there was less need for retaliation. And also with the Israeli presence, the Palestinians didn't do quite so well at killing each other. As, uh, as they do when left to their own devices many of the numbers which you, which you see you probably have seen these numbers the UN says 3,000 Palestinians have died in this latest intifada of those 3,000 at least 1,000 are Palestinians killing other Palestinians so called collaborators and others uh, in any event The point about this is that the idea that violence never solved anything, that violence doesn't work, that responding to terror doesn't do anything, Spielberg says a response to a response doesn't solve anything, it does. It does. We've seen it before our eyes. We have gone from 452 dead Israelis to 45. 45 is far too many. But it is a huge improvement. And by the way, the same thing happened in the era of Munich and of Operation Caesarea. Read Aaron Klein's book. As I mentioned, he was a guest on my radio show. It is very clear, and all the histories will show it, the Israeli attack on the terror masters that is dramatized in Munich. In the film, it shows an increase. There is a long speech that one of the Israelis gives. He says, well, look, since we began this, they have, uh, they have planted letter bombs. They have uh, done the Athens airport massacre. They've massacred people at Lode Airport. Uh, as soon, as no sooner do we kill terrorists than new ones spring up. First of all, the letter bombs occurred in the first two weeks after Munich, before there was any, uh, any Israeli response. And what is very clear, and all the histories show it, is European-based Palestinian terrorism because of Operation Caesarea, because of what these people did, that terrorism virtually ceased to exist.
0: This month marks the 70th anniversary of the historic declaration of the State of Israel. God's sovereign hand can be seen all over this land. Included in the celebrations is the opening of the American Embassy right here in Jerusalem. In honor of this celebration, PJTN is offering a special 70th anniversary package, which includes a captivating new book and an award-winning DVD. Israel Rising is a unique visual story of Israel's miraculous journey from unforgiving desert to thriving nation. Thousands of years ago, the prophet Ezekiel foretold a future time in which the arid land of Israel would come alive for its people. Now this breathtaking book documents the fulfillment of this vision as rarely seen photographs from the 1880s to the 1940s are juxtaposed with recent photos of the same locations. This book will inspire and captivate you as it illuminates Israel's foretold awakening in a new and unforgettable way. In addition, you'll receive the award-winning documentary, Israel Indivisible, The Case for the Ancient Homeland. This inspiring film examines the many political twists and turns that make Israel the world's most controversial nation. From Abraham and the promise to the issues facing the Jewish state today, the film examines the historical, archaeological, legal, and biblical foundations for the modern state of Israel. This is a limited-time offer for these two remarkable resources for just a one-time gift of $70 today. Your generous donation will help ensure that PJTN stays on the front lines and in the headlines of all the important issues facing Israel and our Jewish brethren. So please go to PJTN.org today. From studying history, it's very clear that what starts with the Jews never ends only with the Jews. We must strongly stand against any anti Semitic trends. For if not stopped, they'll cause harm to all of us, and we'll witness the downfall of our Judeo Christian Western culture. Today, many people say there's no longer a need for a Jewish state, that Jews around the world no longer need a place of refuge but anyone who has heard recent statistics about the worldwide rise in anti-Semitism would never make such a claim. The reality is that neo-Nazi groups and Nazi sympathizers are increasing around the world. Surveys show that over one billion people in the world harbor anti-Semitic attitudes. Close to 50% believe that Jews have too much power in the business world, and two-thirds of the world's population has never heard of the Holocaust or believe the historic accounts of it are inaccurate. Don't let yourself be manipulated by evil people with a wicked agenda. When the self-serving villains are in control, good people from all religions suffer. Muslims, Christians, and all people of conscience should stand proudly and show respect for a country that gives so much to the world in so many ways. Do your part do your research, and do what you can to make a difference. Because what happens in Israel does affect us all. This is not just a Jewish or just an Israeli problem. This is a problem for all humanity, for each and every one of us who believe in freedom and human rights. Learn more about what you can do at PJTN.org.
1: Now, all of these three points, the idea of Number one, moral equivalence. Number two, some kind of original sin, blood, guilt. Number three, some kind of questioning of the efficacy of violence. This relates not only to Israel, it relates to the United States. And let me explain to you why. Because this is perhaps the most important message of all to take away tonight. The same arguments that the international left uses against Israel, they now use against the United States. The idea of moral equivalence, you hear constantly, America is a terrorist nation. The the comparison of civilians who have died in Iraq, nearly all of the civilians who have died in Iraq, of course, at the hands of insurgents and terrorists, comparing the Iraqi civilian casualties to the casualties of 9-11, comparing the brave Americans who are fighting for us and defending this country and defending decency every single day. I had the privilege of riding next to, on my flight out here, which was Thursday night so I could arrive yesterday morning, I was riding next to a first lieutenant who had just come back from Iraq. And the idea that these people are in some way the moral equivalent of the terrorist's, who slaughtered 3,000 innocents in this country on September 11, 2001, it's an obscenity. But it's an old line of moral equivalence argument for the left. It's one of the reasons I cannot believe the Jews, who sometimes can be smart people, sometimes, I cannot believe that any Jews give any credence at all to the left and to its arguments. You You saw it during the old days of the Soviet Union. When people would talk about the the murders of communism, uh, there's a new book, which President Bush is uh, said to be reading, a book by Zhong Chang about Mao Zedong. It says that no, we we underestimated the number of dead people left behind by Mao Zedong and the Chinese communists. It wasn't 35 million, it was 70 million. Now, if that's true, then you put that together with Communism's Black Book, a bestseller in France, which calculates all the numbers of people killed by international communism, it would mean 135 million people, civilians, killed by communist tyrants between 1917 and the year 2000. Now, yet people would say that, well, when you were talking during the Cold War, well, the United States and the Soviet Union, they're two superpowers, they both have their flaws, Uh, The Soviet Union has the gulags and the Ukrainian hunger famines, and the United States had Vietnam. As if there was some kind of comparison. And by the way, you see the same idiocy of moral equivalence used in domestic arguments when people will say that the United States is, is guilty of mass murder because we execute murderers. The idea that executing a murderer after a trial is the same morally as killing an innocent person at random, this is moral illiteracy of the worst kind, of, of a particularly insipid kind. And by the way, nine days ago, uh, Tony Kushner uh, participated in, in New York City in a memorial for the Rosenbergs. Um, saying that Ethel Rosenberg, who helped to pass, and it is now clear beyond any shadow of a doubt, helped to pass atomic spy secrets to Stalin, who was still alive at the time, that Ethel Rosenberg was murdered because she was executed for treason and for espionage at Sing Sing. Again, moral equivalency, it is a damaging, pernicious, evil argument, particularly when applied to the United States, just as it's applied to Israel in this movie. And then there is the idea of guilt or original sin. In the uh, movie Munich, the original sin seems to be the creation of the state of Israel. Israel was created. The Palestinian land was taken. Therefore, everything else is justified, and Israel is guilty, guilty, guilty. This is used against the United States constantly. One of the things that drives me absolutely crazy, I mean, drives me berserk, is when you are talking to leftists, and you will talk about, I mean, I had this, uh, this, this, this last week. I had on son Sarah Taylor, who is the leader of this big demonstration they're planning on Tuesday, and she has three members of Congress and seven Oscar winners and all sorts of people who are going to be speaking at her demonstration. And so I asked her very directly, do you regret that Saddam Hussein has been removed from power? And she wouldn't answer the question, of course. She said, well, huh, what I regret is that the United States put Saddam Hussein in power. Now, this first of all, this is not true. The United States did not put Saddam Hussein in power. He was a client of the old Soviet Union. His weapons were Russian and French. They were not American. And he was not a client of the United States. In the bad old days of the Cold War, he was always on the side of the Soviet Union. Yes, we preferred him to Iran, but it's so profoundly irrelevant that we preferred him to Iran in the Iran-Iraq War in the 1980s, what what exactly is the relevance there? It's like saying that, well, how dare we oppose Stalin? We supported him in World War II. And we sure sent a lot more aid to Stalin than we ever sent to Saddam Hussein. In any event, not only is it irrelevant, but the idea is that there's some kind of original guilt here. That uh, somehow America, because uh, we... we Tilted towards Saddam Hussein in the Iran-Iraq war. Therefore, you can't answer the question: is it a good thing for the world that this evil dictator is out of power? But see, the same thing is applied when you talk about bin Laden. And you talk about going after Osama bin Laden and the evils of Al-Qaeda. Well, we didn't we train bin Laden? Well, we know we didn't actually. We we did send support for the Mujahideen during the days of the Cold War after the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. But what is the relevance exactly? Or if you want to talk about the evils of Islamo-fascist terror and the fact that these are people who want to take us all back to the 7th century and want to destroy Western civilization, You'll hear, well, what's so great about Western civilization? Didn't we do genocide against the Native Americans? Didn't we do slavery? Did, I mean, and we, by the way, we can talk about all of these charges if you want in the question period. But the stupidity, the idea that somehow America is guilty, that somehow your own country, look, every nation on earth is guilty of some wrongdoing. There isn't a pure nation on Earth. Israel is guilty. America is guilty. But Israel and America are vastly, vastly less guilty than virtually any other nation that has ever existed in the history of the planet. And you see, this this moral illiteracy that suggests that a lack of perfection means that you can't tell the difference between good and evil, Good does not mean purely good. This is one thing the Jewish tradition is very clear of. It's actually very, very true in Christian tradition as well. We are all fallen in Christian tradition. In Jewish tradition, there is no man who does only good and has not done evil. So says a psalmist. And that's why part of what you're commanded to do is sur me ravi ase tov. You're commanded to turn away from evil and pursue good but that's a recognition that that, that we're all imperfect and we shouldn't be paralyzed because we're imperfect. The idea of 100% purity, it doesn't exist among human beings. So all of these issues that are used to indict Israel in the film Munich, the flaws in the film, the lies in the film, are also very common lies used against the United States. So what is to be done? What is to be done is to try to answer some of those lies with truth. The way to answer wrong turns is with right turns, which is one of the reasons I chose that title for my new book. And one of the ways to answer the kinds of lies that are promulgated by the likes of Spielberg and Kushner and so many of the Hollywood elite is to write about it and to talk about it and then to use the medium of motion pictures to send a different message. Now, you may say, this is very peculiar. Isn't it peculiar? Because the people who are trying to put together this informational film, this documentary film about Israel, don't happen to be Jewish. Yeah, but guess what? Kushner and Spielberg are. The uh, widow of Moni Weinberg, who was one of the Israeli athletes killed at Munich, said recently, she said three days ago on Haaretz in uh, leading Israeli newspaper, she said, with Jews like Spielberg and Kushner, we don't need enemies. Unfortunately, we have enemies. But fortunately, we also have friends. And one of the things that um, I believe with all my heart is that the, the future of not just Israel, but the future of the United States of America depends upon the alliance between serious Christians and serious Jews. People who are morally serious in both camps, people who understand the role that that I think is so obvious that God has played, not only in returning the Jewish people to our land after 2,000 years of exile for many of us, though they rightly point out, of course, there has always been a continuous Jewish settlement in Israel, but also the role that God has played, which is not a small role at all in the United States of America, in sheltering, in protecting, in nourishing this land.
0: Nothing marks the early 21st century more harshly than suicide terrorism, a morally depraved practice of blowing oneself up amidst civilians. In the meantime, Israel's policies in the Gaza Strip and Judea Samaria, also called the West Bank, are described as state terrorism Therefore, not only both the Palestinians and Israel are guilty of terrorism, but Palestinian terrorist acts are understood as a reaction of a defenseless people, their only weapon against a far more powerful force. What choice do they have? If I had so little hope, I too might feel that way. The moral equivalence seems ludicrous, yet it's the very attitude that much of the world's media takes today. The press seems incapable of making the distinction between victims and perpetrators, and thus ends up blaming the victim. When we see the President of the United States engaged in such, then the danger to the Israeli people increases exponentially. In a recent UN General Assembly speech, Obama's message was laced with moral equivalence between Israel and the so-called Palestinians. His overarching theme was that peace in the Middle East is so hard to achieve. He asserted that there will be no peace unless each side learns to stand in each other's shoes, and they sit down together to listen to each other and to know each other's hopes and fears. In that sense, Obama is right about how hard it is to achieve peace. As Human Rights John Hayward wrote on Twitter, Peace is hard. But dancing and handing out candy after 9-11 is simple. Why would Palestinians want to take Obama's advice and walk in Israeli shoes? After all, they might get blown up by a suicide bomb or rocket attack. Yet in Obama's perverted sense of morality, he believes that each side has legitimate aspirations. Yes, one side wants to build homes, one side wants to build bombs. That is the moral equivalence in a nutshell. Well, that's our show for today. And I want you to know we appreciate hearing from you. Please send your comments and questions to comments at pjtn.org. The time for us to stand up is now. Be a leader in your community and in your church. One person can make a difference. Get involved with and support pro-Israel organizations such as PJTN. Call your elected officials Let your leaders hear from you. Visit our website to learn more. Sign up to receive free newsletters, action alerts, daily blogs, and order our films to share with family and friends. I wanna thank you for watching our program today, and be sure to join us next week. Please encourage your family and friends to tune in and check the PJTN website for scheduled showings of Focus on Israel. God bless you, and thank you for all you do on behalf of our Jewish brethren and all Israel. We'll see you next time on Focus on Israel.
2: To support this program, send your tax-deductible gift to Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, P.O. Box 682711, Franklin, Tennessee, 37068. You can also support PJTN online. Visit PJTN.org or call 1-877-873-9020.
0: Anti-Semitism has reached epic proportions, and Israel is now surrounded by nations who seek its destruction. For Israel to lose just one battle would mean losing everything. As Christians, it is our biblical responsibility to stand with our Jewish brethren and Israel. PJTN needs your help to reach more Christians with this urgent message. Please visit our website to become a member today and order our award-winning documentaries you must decide that you won't be silent. Sign up now at PJTN.org. God bless you and thank you for your support and prayers.
2: Focus on Israel is now available on DVD. Each program DVD contains a wealth of bonus materials, including the premier program that started it all, Focus on Israel, program number one. Also, bonus interview cuts with experts in their respective fields. Informational videos from PJTN documentaries, including Israel Indivisible, The Case for the Ancient Homeland. Lest We Forget, 9-11 and the Rise of Islam. The Forgotten People, Christianity and the Holocaust. Disinformation, the secret strategy to destroy the West. Plus, the award-winning music video, The Forgotten People. Focus on Israel program DVDs, great educational tools to combat anti-Semitism. Arm yourself and order today.